I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries We had quite the historic uh, evening today. The OKC lost by just a matter of 73 points. Uh, they got thrashed by the Memphis Grizzlies. Thrash is even an understatement at this point in time. 152 to 79. This is the largest uh, margin of victory in NBA history. You know the funny thing for this is OKC last year they lost a game against the Indiana Pacers by 57. Mm-hmm. That was the largest home defeat. in nba history and today was the largest away defeat so okc holds Fantastic. both these records now both in the space of around 9 months <laughs> that's how bad the team has become they have like 32 draft picks so they better put them to some use today's friday i thought we'll do some fun stuff there's a free agency deadline oh coming boy. up in feb uh, so we should talk about some of the players who are on expiring contracts some of the trades uh, it's 25% into the season so some tra- the teams would know where they stand and how much they can achieve the season and a trade here and there could probably elevate a team from a challenger to a contender or you just know that you're not good enough this year so you will be like okay let's sell our star portland i'm talking about you <laughs> so let's talk about uh, free agency uh, today on today's episode whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast join us tanvi and shlok We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. All right. Uh so December 15th is kind of the unofficial uh, countdown to the end of the free agency which ends on Feb 15th actually. So it's 3 months deadline. There hasn't been any in-season trade yet so far. Last year we saw the James Harden trade that was a big blockbuster trade that happened and the Houston Rockets are still figuring out what they got in return for James Harden uh but one player that they got was John Wall out of the entire uh out of the uh what do i call it the merry go round that happened they finally ended up with John Wall and his huge contract now this year they decided that they have they had new draft picks they had younger players that they wanted to develop and so John Wall didn't really fit in with their objective Yeah. which is to tank and get more draft picks sure. and so they decided to set him out the whole season uh john wall john wall is on a huge contract uh, around 44 million and this is the last year of his contract and if you think of it uh he could be a key piece in any team that are looking to challenge do no, you think that is who is challenging <laughs> the dean of medicine well i think i think john wall has got enough rest now that he will end up playing he just needs to play like 6 months so <laughs> Sure. But, uh, jokes apart, do you think John Wall can actually fit into a team like the uh, New York Knicks? Because New York Knicks, uh, what did they do? They remote Kemba uh, Kemba Walker out of the rotation. Yeah. Recently. And they're playing with Alec Burks out there. Derrick Rose is the sixth man, uh, and he comes off the bench. So what they essentially lack is a proper point guard. Their rest of the unit is pretty decent. RJ Barrett is slightly out of form, but he'll come back. Julius Randle is there. Uh, they have a lot of centers in uh, Mitchell Robinson, Noel. top end but they lack a quality point guard they have emmanuel quickly but he's still a young uh, rookie so he's not really yet there uh, they could do with the experience of john wall don't you think they could do with the experience of anyone with experience it's that's <laughs> their one shortcoming apart from the position positional gap 
my initial reaction to all of this john wall trade talk was who the hell would want to pick up that contract mm-hmm. westbrook's contract is a tough sell for any yep. team serious about uh, the chip imagine imagine having to to pick up john wall's contract which is pretty much the same thing a few a uh, couple of million off maybe of what westbrook gets paid and and no way close to the same level of production so and then then of course you reminded that this fellow's contract expires at the end of the year mm-hmm. might be a, a decent enough pickup for a team looking to to experiment see how it goes like how miami it picked up oladipo and then and then saw where they want to go with it new york is a good option uh, if they want to move kemba who's anyway out of their rotation Yep. I don't know if the I think Houston Rockets for like half a season wouldn't mind picking up Kemba. They'll they'll flip him like everyone else uh, that they've acquired at the end of the season. It's a good move uh, for uh, for the Knicks for one reason alone: the Kemba Walker situation, which is he is out of favor already. He's not in their mm-hmm. starting lineup. They've made it clear they've they've been public about this. Yep. And even if he is, he's not the most reliable guy. So when you're saying let's flip him for the next best available point guard option, which at this point for them is John Wall. Mm-hmm. Why do I say for them? Because it's really no different. What's your one drawback with John Wall outside of his contract, which anyway ends at the end of the year, so it's not a long-term commitment. What's the one drawback? You never know when he gets injured, and and most likely it's going to happen often, uh, as yeah. history has shown. How is it any different from Kemba? You never know when his knee goes out. It'll go out multiple times in a season. um so it's for them it's same gamble different guy uh, for me a much higher caliber player when fit and john wall he doesn't get enough credit for this last season when we briefly saw him play and turn up for the mm-hmm. houston rockets not only can he lead your your offense in terms of scoring if needed he's right. also an above average borderline upper crust playmaker Mm-hmm. Don Wall. He's exceptional. He's got speed. He's got skills, and and he's got great court vision. Just what the Knicks need, because they have decent shooting. They have great paint presence. Uh, with top in on the come up and and Randall over there, and they have a few big men that can get you boards and second chance opportunities here and there. Um, I think John Wall would be an interesting gamble. It's a shot worth taking because mm-hmm. if you're in New York right now, where are you headed exactly? You have a decent, promising team. We've seen you go to the playoffs last year. A repeat of that is not really exciting for anyone. Right. How do you go one step ahead? Take this gamble. That is probably the only gamble available in the market right now. I don't see any other point guard option. When you talk about point guards, it reminds me of what we uh, spoke yesterday about the Clippers. That's one team that lacks a point guard, right? Do you think uh, the Clippers would be interested in a John Wall trade? Say they flip. the guys that they don't want they they flip ibaka bledso and what would the houston rockets be interested in a young guy probably they could flip luke kennard who's young and up and coming shooter mm. uh do you think that that would be a good trade because it solves clippers it solves clippers problems of someone facilitating the ball and supporting john uh, paul george in scoring uh and for the rockets they get luke kennard who's not really a bad pick either i mean i i would do that trade because again John Wall's contract, you get out of it at the end of the year. Exactly, that's not the big thing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And, and doesn't Kawhi have a player option at the end of the season? I think he can. He, he can he, get out he, also. He got. Uh, he got. Oh, the he signed an extension. Okay. Yep. Yep. He signed so, the extension. I don't know. So for me, it doesn't seem like it's not even about the deal making sense or not at this point. It doesn't seem like the Clippers think that this season they're going anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like I think they sort of resigned to the fact that Kawhi is going to be injured, and when he comes back, who knows? I I don't think there really there's really a plan in place. Doesn't seem like it at least that. Uh, I, I mean, the messaging doesn't convey that. Nothing that they're doing on court conveys that. That there's a plan to uh, get to the playoffs and and bring integrate Kawhi back in the season. They've not said it once. Now behind closed doors, if that's something that's in their plan, then this is a short word taking. Because this mm-hmm. is an injury-ravaged season anyway. Uh, yep. Paul George is salvaging, uh, salvaging it the best he can. Uh, getting in uh, John Wall is an okay gamble. Where where does it fall flat? I, John Wall can never offer the defense that Bledsoe offers even on a bad day. Uh, okay. Bledsoe at yep. the other end of the court is just he's terrible. He's completely fallen off the cliff, but he's still a good good defender. Nice piece to have, and and the Clippers uh, bank so heavily on their defense. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got Paul George, you've got potentially Kawhi coming back at some point. All of their start of the season comeback wins, where they were trailing big and then they came back, started with them getting critical stops and getting possession back. No yep. score, wall off, and then you know go off at the other end. That would take a dip with John Wall. Mm-hmm. Nowhere close, nowhere close to that level of of defense. But. It's a gamble worth taking for what he offers at the other end. It's a gamble worth taking because uh, then not so much load is on Paul George. Right now, he doesn't have a choice. Week in, week out, day in, day out, he has to play and he has to play at 100%, even if he isn't feeling 100%. Take some of that right. load off. Very important. Um, and and just for humor, if I had to add one more point, once Kawhi comes back, mm-hmm. you can now have a three-man rotation of people who are never, ever fit back-to-back. <laughs> So most people have a first team bench rotation. These guys have a, a, a what do they call it? Load management rotation among the, their three <laughs> big stars. It's worth a shot. I, I think the most lucrative thing about John Wall right now is that his contract expires. Sadly, at the end of the exactly, year. exactly the risk to reward ratio. I would look at it that correct, way. Correct. The reward is the upside is much more higher than the downside. So it's a shot worth taking, in my opinion. But that, uh, but again, the, that's only for a limited set of teams. Um, mm-hmm. That whose scenario is not very great right now, but with the addition of one quality point guard, they can elevate. There, the ratio is very high. But for a lot of other teams, making a move for John Wall right now and giving up something that they value or something that's giving them good results, that'll be a problem. And they'll have to do that just to match salaries. So it's probably a select few teams, but for them, absolutely. Hey, everybody. It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On Cyrus Says, Cyrus is joined by Prachi Gangwani, author of the new book, Dear Men, Masculinity and Modern Love in Me to India. They discuss some of the common experiences that women face in relationships, what problems men experience in today's heterosexual relationships, couple dynamics, and a whole lot more. On the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik asks independent filmmaker and producer Radhika Lavu about the revolutionary changes in the regional content industry. Want to break out of the habit of people-pleasing? On Say No to Drama, Chetna talks about how to say no and stand your ground. All Things Policy discusses the barriers women face in creating and accessing social networks. And on Naan Kari, Sadaf and Archit explore India's favorite cheese, paneer, and its multiple origin stories. Do follow us on social media. We're IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also do remember, go check out our website, ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube, to get a list of all of our YouTube channels. And remember, if you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors on the network this week, Cred, Bank of Baroda, HDFC Mutual Fund, CoinSwitch, Kuber, Intel, and Oxfam India. Thank you so much for making this possible. Okay. Uh, the second player I wanted to talk about today is a player that we've been discussing for almost one and a half year now. 
he's always been involved in trade rumors and discussions and anything that comes by but he's stuck to his home ground in uh, washington billards oh, and oh bill oh bradley bill yes okay uh, now bradley bill is on an expiring contract at the end of this year uh, he came second in the points per game last season this season that has fallen off he's averaging around 20 21 points a game which is uh, not really it's quite low by his usual standards now i would have thought bradley bill would have waited out the season and next season he would have probably joined a super team along with say boston celtics or somewhere where he could be the second player or the third player right but the washington wizards have shown unreal growth this year i mean nobody saw yeah. that coming yeah. they are uh, in the top 4 in the eastern conference and with this team i mean do you think it makes sense for bradley bill to stay because the wizards love him they would give him a contract for sure uh and can he lead a team to glory bradley bill has two choices uh, <clears throat> first choice is does he sign an extension now or mm. does he become a free agent and then see how it goes and that how it goes includes signing back with with the wizards right he should absolutely wait it out and and i think anyone with half a brain would tell him that so i'm sure his agent has already told him that because currently if he gets an extension he gets a four year extension at at whatever 36 or 37 mm. or whatever he's making right now but if he completes this season and lets his contract run out he has a player option by the way it's not an expiring contract he has a player option but let's say he triggers it now what would happen is he is a free agent but he is also a just turned 10 year veteran free agent in the nba which means a max contract is now worth upwards of 40 million dollars 41 or 42 the same max which he can sign as an extension now will be worth 4 to 5 million extra per year mm-hmm. so that's that's the Uh, that's common sense for me that he would do it and we've seen numerous players do this yep. the second decision then is once he does become a free agent does he play the field and ultimately end up signing with the wizards mm-hmm. does he sign with somebody else uh, that somebody else would be a very limited set of teams because that's a big ass contract to pick up without right. dropping players that's it's tough teams to for teams to pick up a contract that size they would either have to be in the position of say the brooklyn nets a, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago or Uh, like they should have cleared out their cash space the way the way you know two seasons ago everyone cleared out cash space for yanis and then he ended up signing with the bucks anyway <laughs> they have to do something like that for bill i don't see that happening for bill so that that option is nah, he's not going to go to any team that's a whole lot better than the wizards in that route third option is a sign and trade uh, mm-hmm. if someone can convince the wizards because that's the only way teams can pick up a contract that size is if the wizards sign him and then trade him so that they can Uh, get right. some value in return and the uh, the sending team also frees up some cap space that for me would be an interesting option question is who's going to be willing to do that which team really needs a shooting guard and there's no shortage of them in the league right now you have a shortage of playmakers there's no shortage of shooting guards in the league right now uh which team really needs him to elevate to chip contender because otherwise why are you picking up this contract he might as well and 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 also If that's not the case, why would Bill want to go? It's pretty much the same situation he's in already. Um, mm-hmm. These are his two dilemmas, right? Should he resign with the Wizards and can he make them a contender? I don't think so. I don't okay. think this Wizards team is nice. It's fun. It's exciting. Even with a lot of players uh, back and fully fit, who, what what's their roster exactly? So they've got Bill and Dinwiddie, great players. Right. Uh, Dinwiddie is an above average guy, but he's not. He's not really a perennial all star at the very least. Neither is yeah. Beal, by the way. He's a borderline that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of the team is what Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl, KCP, KCP uh, the the uh, Bertans, Hachimura. Mm-hmm. I remember him. 
So yep. there's nothing really that nobody is nobody in the Eastern Conference is looking at that lineup saying, "Ah, oh, shit, we play them next week." Doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. They could win 18 in a row. Nobody's going to say that. So I don't think he's going to take them anywhere. I don't think Beal's the kind of guy that will. He is not Dame Lillard. He is not the guy that whatever you give him will take a team to the playoffs. He's just not that. Westbrook can do that. Beal can't. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a reason why Westbrook did that and Beal couldn't last season. So if he stays in the Wizards, I think get the money. He'll get a five-year fat deal next year if he stays with the mm-hmm. Wizards. Deal for the money like Carmelo did. Okay, but but they they're not going anywhere. At the start of the season, if you remember, I said if Dame Lillard moved to the Sixers, that would make them favorites right away. If the if the player instead of Dame Lillard was Bradley Beal, if Bradley Beal moved to the Wizards, can Beal and Embiid achieve something at the Sixers? Nah, Beal, not the same kind. No, not really. Be, not no nowhere close to being the same level of player. And and with Lillard, first of all, just the eye test will tell you Lillard's a way better player than. Uh, then Beal, but even otherwise, what has Beal proven so far in the playoffs? Like uh, we expect him to be great. Against the success. Yeah, <laughs> what what has he done really? Exactly, <laughs> we don't really. Um, Lillard, for all his uh, shortcomings in the playoffs, not personal but at a team level, has still taken that team to a conference finals once, where okay. it took it really took uh, a Warriors bombing threes to to bring them down. So. At least there's that with with the Wizards and with Beal. What have they proven exactly? Like I said, he's not even a perennial All Star, which Ben Simmons was for all his flaws. Yep. Um, yep. And when you swap out Simmons and you put in Beal, you mm-hmm. lose a ton of that playmaking ability. You lose that size advantage, and you lose pretty much one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, replaced by Bradley Beal, who's. Eh, on defense. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's all right. He's nothing nothing great. Every team has a defender that can do what Bradley Beal does. Nothing special. So I don't know. He does I I don't see him elevating. Let me put it this way. He's not going to be the number one player on a deep playoff team or a championship team. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not going to be the number two best player on a on a deep playoff team. Forget a championship team. Number three best player, any of those he he can pull off. He's a Drew Holiday on a Bucks. He's not a Dame Lillard on the Blazers. If you were the Boston Celtics, would you consider swapping out Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal? Because the Boston Celtics makes questionable choices like these. Yeah, yeah, they'll do anything except sign a big man. So I, I could probably <laughs> see that happening. They'll probably even give them Marcus models in exchange and say, uh, give us that Hachimura and Beal or something. <laughs> Won't put it past the Celtics. Not a deal that makes a lot, lot of sense. Why, why would you give up a player with so much upside and age to acquire a? It's also a big, fat, veteran max contract that you're acquiring right. in return. Right. I don't know. Limits your options. I won't do it, but won't be surprised if the set takes it. Yeah, I won't do it either. I mean, I'm a huge Jalen Brown fan. I, yeah. in fact, think he's as good as uh, Jason Tatum or will get there eventually. But uh, the yeah, Celtics don't seem to like him as much. Yeah, I mean, that's it's okay. It happens. But if you're going to move him, move him for something uh, similar or something better. Right? Why, why go for a True. deal? All right. Uh, the last team I wanted to talk about today, uh, the team, I say team instead of player is because I'm talking about two players from this team uh, and it's the Brooklyn Nets. So, Kyrie, <laughs> Harden, Kyrie and Harden uh, and James Harden. Yeah. Both are on con- both could have options <laughs> at the end of the year and um, it's interesting. It's an interesting situation for the Nets, right? I mean, if you win the championship, then of course you would give Harden a new deal and try to run it back again. But if you don't, it's it's bust for them because you invested pretty much everything to get in James Harden and get in Kyrie Irving. Uh, and if you don't win the title in two attempts, then I don't know if you're doing the right thing. 
how do you think that will play, uh, play out yeah as a kairi has a similar choice as bill which is which is funny because he has the same vaccination status as bill which is both <laughs> of them <laughs> unfortunately for kairi his city is not as kind um uh, just bizarre by the way brooklyn kairi can't play because he's unvaccinated but a visiting teams unvaccinated players can play which is just the most i don't know where they come up with this shit but uh Look, I think with Kyrie, it's it's. Let's start with the same dilemma that that Bradley Beal has, which is extend mm-hmm. now or hold off. Mm-hmm. Only here, it's a little more simple. The math says don't extend because he gets now I think four years, hundred and eighty or something if he extends now. But if he waits it out, then he gets a five year max, two two thirty, two forty, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. Why would you turn that down? Um, right. But the other angle is I don't think the extension is coming right now. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are in any mood to reward this fellow any any further. Maybe end of season restrictions lift off, uh, situations are a little more favorable. Maybe they don't. As an org, I don't see why you would tolerate this nonsense. I I mean, if any any serious self-respecting owner would move him out, but it's Kyrie. At the end of the day, it's Kyrie. You you get a chance to play Kyrie, you play Kyrie. And if you have KD that can make him listen, then you then you play Kyrie. So. um i think it's a wait and watch situation right now as long as code protocols are like this i don't think kyrie is ever going to step out on the on the basketball court um he can offer to play away games but i don't think the nets uh, are going to take up on yeah. that take him up on that offer which is again ironic if you have that kind of self respect why is he still on your roster or why should he get another contract so with kyrie it's a, it's a bit of a wait and watch situation but what with harden i think i think that's a contract worth uh uh over extending but he's not going to sign an extension he's going to want to wait till the end of the season uh, he must be impatient i don't know where this season's going he came to win a chip last season was bust uh this season there's still odds on favorites but i don't see it that way i think this is going to end up in a similar fate so he has a decision to make next season what is the plan what do the brooklyn nets want to do who are they extending if they extend kyrie how is harden going to feel about it because there's again you have an unreliable uh yeah. know, prima donna how is harden going to feel about it and, and of course then there's the money same problem if he extends right now he gets 3 years 50 mil per year or something like that uh if james harden waits he gets a 5 year 262 i think 265 million that'll be the biggest yet. contract in the NBA. absolutely yeah 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 he has he has the biggest upside of any player right now to wait it out So I think everything points to wait it out. You get more money, you have a, a clearer path to your future, and you know whether or not Kyrie is going to be on your team, and then you can uh, take your call. And ironically, maybe Kyrie being off his team is for Harden a better thing than Kyrie being on it. Uh, you think the Brooklyn Nets would want to keep Harden, or they would look at some other player to pair up with James, uh, with KD if they don't win the title this year? who in the world uh, could could be a, a step up from harden for the nets right now i mean that's a player where kd is out injured for 10 games he'll win you eight of those all by himself <laughs> he's been doing that for years there is not a player that can guard him in the league i we remember, i remember we were talking about this the other day i said you know one off game you can still mm-hmm. have a game plan for steph curry you can yeah. uh you, you know you can dedicate one player on him and say bridges this is your guy this is all you have to do all match we don't care what you do on offense hound this this gentleman you know for one game over a series i think he'll still figure you out but you can do that for one game on steph curry 
you can do that for one game maybe even on dm lillard it's a little tough for me but you can do that mm-hmm. you it is it's a whole another level to do that to james harden or kyrie irving both actually Right. because their skill set is so exceptional plus unlike steph curry they were phenomenal finishing at the rim even in the face of contact ability kyrie and james harden are ridiculous harden of course has the size he's 65 steph curry was 65 game over right but uh, he has that size advantage so here's a guy that can win it all and he can play make better than mm-hmm. kyrie better than steph so yep. who who is a step up on on harden even at his age it seems like he's lost a step but who is a step up on on harden you you take a gamble on a younger guy right like who do mm-hmm. you think who do you think would be a what about a dame lillard for james harden and think he's going to move you <laughs> would have done that already yeah he would have done that already why would he go to a super team you would have done that already i don't think he's going to move and i don't think that will that will win it for them okay we'll we'll see how that goes i think uh, as we approach the trade deadline which is a few months away i think we will have much more of these rumors we'll have clarity on players choices and their situations and their contracts and if they intend to stay at their current teams if they intend to sign an extension Love we'll see we'll keep talking about it but uh, that's all on today's episode uh, i will catch you on monday it's the warriors and the suns uh, later today on friday that's the rerun the rerun the second yeah. game uh, the mini series as you can call it and i'm sure steph is looking to get his revenge on bridges so that will be a fun fun match up but uh, i'll talk to you on monday That's one. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ Varun and me Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fans' point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us. Sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday, glued to your chair, making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday. as i explore the strange obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before you can find us on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you get your podcast from <laughs>